Okay. Okie dokie. Are we doing this? We're doing this. So, Jamie Bull, we're at the Cali Pro-Am. We just finished prelims. Yep. Two rounds today. Um, how'd you feel out there? How'd it go? It went well. I ran 5 of 39 both rounds, so second seed into finals tomorrow, which is head to head. Uh, didn't feel the best ever, but it's okay. We're gonna try and get it to feel a little better tomorrow. So can we um, back up? I wanna talk about this season, yep. just like as a whole. We don't have to go through everything. Mm -hmm. The season's kind of had three parts. There's like first part, and there was like the Euro tour, yeah. if you will, and now this is kind of the start of the third part. Yeah. How, how have you seen this season compared to season, seasons previous? Like for you as a skier and like your goals, like yeah. wh whatever those goals are, um, how's it been so far and like how would you kind of grade it? Like Ooh. ABC? ABC? Yep. Uh, I would say pretty, pretty A. Yeah. A minus maybe. Okay. Room for improvement. Little room for improvement, yeah. but feeling but pretty like good. Feeling good. Um, what was the highlight or two for you so far? Europe was amazing. Uh, got on a new ski like right before Europe, riding the O2 now. Works O2. Works O2. It's great. Um, yeah, so riding Works O2. Went to Europe. Felt amazing. Ran a bunch of 39s, which I was super stoked about. Yep. Um, really happy with. Lacano because Whitney ran one at 41 in finals and I had to go out after her yeah. and I ran one and a half at 41. That's pretty big. So that was like really fun <laughs> and I ran 39 every round yeah. which was exciting and one ball was amazing at 41 Yeah. and I really wanted to turn two because I really want three this year. The record? The record, Canadian records, yeah. two and a quarter so I would love to get to three ball and I had the one to do it but then I got to two and was like ah I really want to make sure I win. But then the other part of me was like, ah, oh, I really want to turn two. So I ended up like in this like weird limbo mode, yeah. got outside a two ball. So I knew I won, yeah. then tried to turn two ball and Shit. just didn't go that well. That but that one ball was, need more of those. Yep. So. You'll get them. Yeah. As a skier, like, I, we don't need to get like too detailed, but what do you do before each ski ride? Like, what kind of like key rituals do you have? It doesn't always have to be the same, I'm sure, but like, what are some of the few things that you make sure you do before you ski every time? I always do the same you? warm up. Yeah. And for me, whether it's helping my body so I perform better or I don't get injured or whatever, that's great. Yeah. But for me, it's really big mental part of it. It's like, okay, I'm gonna go X amount of skiers before I need to ski, I'm gonna start my warm up. And I do the same thing every time, and it's kind of a way to like rein Channel. everything in, calm down, bring my focus yeah. in, and just like gonna get into the zone. I know I'm getting ready to ski. I yeah. can start to block everything else out and just go through the same process every time. And it makes it familiar. So nowhere, wherever I am, I'm always doing the same thing. Um, do you always wear your sunglasses when you're in shade and warming up? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Do you need those things on right now? <laughs> there we go. Look at her. She's here. She showed up. Yes, we are. Ah. We have the real Jamie Bull now. Um, do you have any mantras or anything? You get those off. <laughs> what do you when you're skiing, uh, specifically like competition yeah. or high pressure? Like, what, how do you approach it? Do you have one key? Do you have a like a mantra or something you repeat, or do you just kind of like try to just be and like enjoy it? What, what do you do? Uh, I would say for the most part, I just try to be. Yeah. I think like I definitely have a few keys 
and those change. do change. Yeah. So the most constant thing would be just to be, to try and like take away some of the like conscious brain power yeah. because yeah. that usually Shut doesn't that go down. that well. Yeah. So try and get rid of that and just like, you know, be present and yeah. let my body do what it needs to do. And then, um, yeah, definitely there's some keys always trying to calm myself down at the end of the lake too but yeah. the keys change depending on how skiing's going like my but keys this weekend are way different than my keys were in europe or whatever so yeah. that changes for sure what is something that you found helps you when you're in a little bit of a slump or things aren't going like you want them to go it's really fitting for right now thank you <laughs> Well, okay. You're hey guys, I'm in a slump right now and Marcus is trying to help me get out of it through this podcast. She's in a slump. She, she gets five at 39 twice. <laughs> Big slump. <laughs> um, I would say just trying to like find the like basic feelings again, like okay. find position on the ski, find the middle of the ski, get drive. And then once that happens, usually everything starts to fall back into place. Okay. Um, what about if you zoom out a little bit more? Like, do you change or do you assess like, how much you've been skiing, like your surroundings, your like, how much you've been thinking about skiing. Yeah. I mean. Usually try and think less when yeah. I'm in a slump. Um, it's hard Good. because it's usually more on your mind because things aren't going well, you want them to go well. Yeah. It is definitely hard to think less about skiing when you're in a slump, but for me, I'm like, I need to get my mind off of it. Just dwelling on not skiing well or not having a good feeling just, just. Doesn't work puts you down further yep. so yeah try and get away from that do some other things you know like maybe take a bit of time off and yeah. like step away from it a bit to just allow yourself like maybe you're tired maybe there's something else going on like a little reset and then most of the time after the reset it still doesn't feel that great but just like working through it maybe ski less sets don't go down the line as much try and just find like a good feeling again and then go from there so about this slump that you think you're in? Yeah, I'm in. <clears throat> let's in. let's tell. Hey, I'll tell you. She's not telling you, but I'll tell you. Um, the ski she's been riding all year in Europe, the airlines figured they would test it, and it broke when they tested it. Yeah. So that I did a brake test by running my ski over with possibly the plane. <laughs> so that has to factor in, right? Yeah, like, for sure that helps remove a little bit of the pressure because you know like you aren't on the same ski that you've been having the successes on earlier in the season. It's the same model, but we all know like yeah. no two skis are exactly the same. Sure. So that factors in. Yeah. But but it's frustrating at the same time too. Yeah. Like, I mean, it sucks like that ski, like first set I got on it, loved it. It yeah. was amazing. Those like feelings I've never had on a ski before. Um, so when, the, when that's, suddenly gone yeah and you start to be like okay well you're trying to search for something and um it's just frustrating because i know that i can't get that ski back i know that we can make skis that are really close and mm -hmm. i have a ski that's really close but um <clears throat> it's definitely just hard to be like okay well i don't feel this good because of the ski i'm like okay well i need to be able to ski on any ski like somehow. i need to be able to figure it out yeah so it's yeah, okay, I understand where it's coming from, but I also know that like I need to be able to adapt and figure yeah. it out, so. That's a tough place to be though. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, for sure. It's a unique situation because I think a lot of amateurs who are probably listening don't necessarily have that scenario because most of them are like flying all over the world. Yeah. And 
you know, once they find a ski, they kind of stick with it. Yeah. Um, so it's a unique yeah. problem to For deal sure. with. And it's really small, right? Like it's the differences in the skis are pretty small, yeah. but I'm searching for such a precise feeling that yeah. um, I don't think that's very common either. No, it's not. So looking forward, what is a goal or two in the final couple months of the season? Like for you, looking forward. I want to get to three ball at 41. That's definitely up there. Yeah. I've been trying to turn two a little bit this year, yep. which has ended in a handful of one and a halfs. Yeah. But um, you're trying though. I'm trying. Yeah. Like I, I know I can get two, and I don't want to. I want three. So, yeah. um, that I would really, really like to get there. Um, and then, yeah, we got three more events before Worlds. I would like to ski well in them. I mm. think, really, my two goals would be Worlds and three. Those yeah. are like my focus. I mean, first goal is to feel good on my ski yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Step one. Step one. Yeah. Feel good again, but then once that comes, which I know it's gonna come, but yeah, um, yeah, those would be my two focuses: is getting past two ball and skiing well at Worlds. Why do you ski? Because it's fun. Okay. <laughs> okay. No. I'll, I need um, you to think about it for a second. But really, why do why do you ski? I think I ski because. I mean, I... Wait, hold on. Okay. God. The Detrick clan coming through. I know. They interrupted my last one, too. I'm sorry. They're just... We're sound pollution free now. Yeah. Yeah, so why, so why do you ski? I mean, I think there's a few reasons I ski. One, it's it started with family. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's progressed from that to now it's my yeah. job. But um, I like the challenge of it. I think it's... Um, you can always be better at it. So that is something that's cool is that there's no end point. You mm -hmm. can always be better. You can always challenge yourself to, you know, run more buoys, shorten the line, ski better, have a better feeling. Um, How I challenging is it to not be able to find the feeling that you want? Challenging. <laughs> Drives yeah. me insane. Yeah. I mean, it's take like skiing when you're skiing really well is so much fun. Yeah. And the feeling that you have on the water is something that you don't get anywhere else. So that's the reason why I ski is because I love that feeling. Yeah. And when you don't have that feeling, don't love skiing that much. <laughs> it sucks. It's not uh, that fun. <laughs> um, which I know you've heard me say this like the past couple weeks is like, it's not fun. Like yeah. the skiing itself is, okay, the action of going and doing it is whatever, but like yeah. the actual passes of skiing that are usually so much fun while you're doing them because of, like the feel you have on the water and the acceleration and all of that and the swing, I've lost that right now and it's, it's taking the fun out of skiing yeah. and I'm searching for that feeling that like brings that rush back. Okay, so I think a lot of people who are listening, amateurs probably can identify in some way. Not, not, it's not like their job, so they're not like fully committed to it like you are. Yeah. But even though skiing is not a job for most people, it is very important to them. Yeah because it gives them something they can't get anywhere else in their life. And so when it's, when they're down, when they're in a slump, it sucks. Yeah. Right. And so you're not alone in that respect. Um, but ultimately that feeling you're talking about that you don't have right now is I think very important. Yeah. hundred percent. Like that's, that's what people are looking for. That's yeah. why they do this. So yeah. what do you imagine is going to allow you 
Let me ask this. Do you think there's another way to figure out how to find that feeling again besides like working on a, some sort of technical approach to it? Like, do you think there's like a, maybe more centered, like deeper, like something just in how you're thinking about your own skiing or how you view yourself in the sport? I mean, that could be affecting. You I'm, know. Mental game plays into everything, and I would say I'm frustrated right now. Yeah. Frustration doesn't really help much of anything. You're frustrated because you know what you're capable of, but you can't get there because you don't have that feeling. Yeah. And, and I'm frustrated I don't have that feeling because it's taken away from my enjoyment on the water. So, um, yes. I have a question. Yes. Do you think if you could somehow magically will yourself or just give yourself the the um, permission to let go of the frustration? Yeah. Because everybody around you knows that you're not yourself right now, like as far as how you ski. think if you give yourself that permission that maybe it might be easier to find that feeling again? I mean... Just to, just to like let go of the frustration. Yeah, it would help. I don't think it's going to be like a fix. boom. That's yeah. not going to fix it. It's going to yeah. help in the process of finding it, I think. Um, but I think, I don't think it's what's stopping, what's preventing the feeling. Like yeah. it's just, yeah, yeah. it's become a barrier in the way of finding it again because I'm almost trying too hard, I think, now to find the feeling. Like yeah. I'm searching so much to get this feeling back that uh, it just feels it's, not that Junkie. great yeah yeah um so if i can kind of like just let go of the frustration trust a little bit and allow my body to adapt and figure it out it's probably going to go better but i still think it's going to take a little time for sure which i think is going to be good we're in california program right now we have a weekend off before the next event and so i'll go back to florida some consistent sets yep have like a little less pressure to yeah. be performing. And time to like kind of just move through. Yeah, and decompress this. a little bit yeah. and, you know, do whatever I want in a set to figure things out yeah. and have the freedom to be okay to like let go of the frustration because I'm like, okay, I have time. Yeah. You know, yep. the past little while I'm like, it was fine when it first started. I was like, yeah, okay, I got lots of time. And then it was just like, okay, it's like, not getting better. What's happening? And then it's, you know, a week before an event <laughs> and we're still searching so hard. And then it comes to a point of like, okay, this is when it comes to down to the job part. It's like, yep. well, now you need to go and perform and Figure do what you need to do. And it's not going to be amazing, but you have to do your best. And then once the weekend's over, can kind of like take yep. a step back and figure things out again. You've also been dealing with a knee injury. I'm sure people have seen like you've taped yeah. almost every set for like a lot a whole of months. Year. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to just quickly touch on that? Because I yeah. feel like that's your back leg and that, yeah. that might be also something that subconsciously you don't want to admit, but it might be a thing a little bit. Yeah. Everyone asks how it is. It's fine. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Torn my superior posterior tibial fibular ligament. That's a big word. It's a big one. What does it's that mouthful. mean? The, so the, pretty the much ligament the, that holds your fibula from like moving around. Yeah. So pretty much the ligament that holds your fibula and tibia together mm -hmm. is gone, like fully. Wow. Gonzo. Okay. So my fibula is free roaming right now. It's living its own free life. range fibula. <laughs> free range fibula. Yep. Um, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, yeah, it's definitely not ideal. I can still ski, which is great. Yeah. Skiing is one of the things that irritates it the least I think just because I'm stacked I think I'm lucky it's my back leg and not my front leg. front leg yeah but I mean it's it's still not great like any 
especially on my onside trying to drive through the finish of the turn it's like you get a knife in the back of your leg yeah. because it's putting a rotational kind of moment that's down instantly that, going to so. take you like out of the out of the zone out of the moment probably yeah it kind of like snaps you back it's yeah. like you okay everything feels great to go and go to move and then there's that stab it's like kind of yeah. like a it's almost shocking it doesn't happen every turn taped helps a lot i'm pretty much taping my fibula into place to prevent it from moving forward um, and you haven't complained about this once i haven't heard you really mention it so i'm actually just pulling this out of you <laughs> so that people know what the hell's going on yeah because otherwise i don't think people would really know to the degree to which this has kind of been plaguing you all the all year in in the background yeah for sure i mean it's it's been an issue it took a while to figure out what was going on too yeah um i didn't really want to talk about it yeah, uh, I wore pants to my first event because I was like, don't, people are going to see it taped. I don't want to talk about it. Um, yep. Yeah, I don't know. It's fine. Like, I'm able to ski. Um, doctors have said it's fully torn, so I can't make it worse. Yeah. So. Just got to get through the season. Just have to kind of deal with the pain. And um, that's another thing that's somewhat mental is, like, also trying to figure out what pain is okay. What's good pain and what's bad pain. And, yeah. Um, when I do get that stabbing feeling, like it catches me off guard sometimes. And it, how do you like not have that like yeah. reaction yeah. that doesn't feel like a conscious, like, oh, that hurt. Okay, I'm going to stop moving. It's like, it's a split second. I feel that pain and then my body reacts and then I'm like, okay, no, keep going. So, it's like a reflex. Yeah, it's a reflex. Yeah. It's not, yeah. it's uh, yep. fully a reflex. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's okay. I can still ski. I haven't been put out for the season, yeah. so I'm grateful for that. I'm not sidelined right now, but um, yeah, it's not the best. You're gonna get through it though. Yeah, it'll be all right. Do you want to talk about FPM a little bit? Just like just some takeaways from uh, working with Jenny or I the last couple of years. Yeah. That have helped you, you know. So so yeah, with Flowpoint programming, uh, it's pretty nice to be able to just go into the app and get pretty much anything you need. Um, every day there's obviously a lets you know what you need to do. Yeah. For me, um, my schedule is a little bit different than I think a lot of people that are on the program. Mm -hmm. So I definitely modify it a bit because, mm -hmm. and Jenny's been great with that and yeah. kind of letting which is us encouraged. know. Like 100%. not everybody's on the same schedule. Yeah. yeah. So, which is great because there's a lot of support for that um, and really making it tailored to each person. So yeah. that's been great. Um, a lot of the supplementary videos that Jenny does are huge especially when we're in season fix yourself fix series. yourself so yeah. fix your hips fix your back yeah. those ones have been really good and just making sure that i'm dialed in all season obviously i've got a torn ligament but other than yeah. that knock on wood body's holding up pretty, pretty well yeah. um and even with the ligament like it's kind of created a chain reaction through the rest of my body so mm. maintaining hips back all of that stuff mm. that is trying to support my lower leg <laughs> Uh, your leg that's dangling? Yeah, my leg that's just hanging on, moving, doing its own thing. Um, I've been great, um, and I've definitely really appreciated those videos. Yeah. So I think those are awesome. And then from the skiing side, I mean, <clears throat> we've been talking skiing since I was a small little guy. Yeah. A teen? Yeah. Yeah. So that's been great from technique to mental game, too. Mm. I don't know. I think I called you last week, like... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny. This isn't to, like, good. <laughs> what, what's cool for me is like with FPM, um, with kind of everybody, but also with like the ambassadors, with all you guys and girls, it's fun to like get to tailor 
some of my input yeah. to each person because yeah. everybody's different. For sure. And so how I interact and you know maybe share information with you is different than with yeah. Rob mm -hmm. or Chelsea or Corey, but it's expanding our like ability to interact and help other yeah. people, I think. For sure. Because you guys have a lot of shit figured out. And so it's like almost more critical, like how to approach it. And yeah. to not like overburden people at your level. And then that helps us be more surgical and, and specific with people who are on the platform. Yeah. When they send a give go or when they, For sure. you know, chime and in on the forum or whatever. Yeah, and I would say everybody reacts differently. Everyone needs things explained to them slightly differently or requires yeah. different things. So I think it's cool that you're able to work with such a variety of people. Um, personalities and techniques, yeah. lifestyles, honestly. Like yeah, I would sure. say all of us on the Flowpoint team are pretty different. Mm -hmm. So I think that's like, yeah. like very different. Um, yeah. So I think that's cool that you have that contact and mm -hmm. I think it does help with, you know, everybody else who's on the program yeah. who, yeah, everyone's going to be a little You guys different. are guinea pigs. Yeah, but it's good. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. Because then we get to like share some of that stuff with everybody else. Yeah. Okay, um, one more question, unless you have other stuff you want to talk about. Um, who is somebody, aside from your parents? Yeah. Can't, I don't think you can say parents. Maybe you can. If you, if you want to, you can say parents first, but then you have to have somebody else. Who is that giant that's in your life who without that, that person, your life would have been on a completely different path or you would, with skiing, you would be on a completely different trajectory? Like, uh, delete this person yeah. and your life would be completely different. My brother. Your brother? Yeah. How so? Um, so, I have an older brother. He's five and a half years older than me. Yeah. Jared. He, Jared. What's up, Jared? Hi, Jared. He will never listen to this, nope. but it's okay. We'll um, send him the three-second version. Yes. Um, he, he's the one who got our family into competitive water skiing. Mm. My parents weren't competitive skiers. They did it for fun. They... Uh, took my brother to watch a tournament. He wanted to do it. Yep. My dad put him in a grassroots tournament Whatever it snowballs here. We are so yep. I Wanted to do pretty much everything and anything he did growing he's up um, And he's five and a half years older. So that was sometimes a little bit much. troublesome. Um, yeah troublesome for yep. sure uh, And he was good about it like he always like wanted me to do those yeah. things, too so yeah. I would say one that helped in a lot of my athleticism and development and yeah. all that stuff because I was being pushed to do things when I was younger that yeah. I, I probably wouldn't have done that without him. Two, I never would have gone into competitive water skiing mm. if he wasn't already in the sport. Yeah. Um, he was in the sport, he led the way, he kind of had like the hard road. Mm -hmm. um, Figured some, th made some big mistakes that you probably didn't have to make. Yeah, for sure. Um, Definitely, and found people that worked and mm -hmm. people that didn't, and you know, even for sponsors, like my parents couldn't afford water skiing, and so he developed some partnerships that helped. And then I, through trial and error of him looking for sponsors, I kind of was able to take that and, you know, tailor it my own way so that when I was out looking for sponsors, the process went a little bit better. So yeah. there's just everything from actually skiing to the off water stuff to all of it. Um, he went away for a camp when he was, I don't know, 13 maybe or 12, mm. probably 12. And I was skiing on two skis at the time and I was like, 
when he comes home, I'm going to be skiing on one ski. And my parents were like, well, okay, let's go, let's try it. That was it. your goal? You wanted to like impress your big brother? Yeah, I was like, yeah. he can do it and he's yeah. leaving and he's going to get coaching for this. Like, yeah. I'm going to be able to do it. So anyways, I did. Um, and so when he got back, I was skiing on one ski. Um, and so I think it was like, that's like the first thing. But then yeah. it was like everything after that, Just kind of I was kept. like, he did this. Okay, well, I want to do this. He yeah. does this. I want to do that. So um, yeah, without him, I don't think I would be a water skier at all. Yeah. So, and obviously like, yeah, like you said, parents for sure. Like yeah. without their support, I never would have done anything. Yeah. But um, definitely my brother was the one who was like, I idolized as a kid and also is the one who kind of motivated me to be a skier. Yeah. Yeah. So I have one more question, but I don't know if you can answer it today. So I'll just ask you and maybe we can answer it another time. But what's it going to take for you? What do you have to do, achieve, accomplish before you're ready to like quit skiing? Yeah, that's a good question. Can you think about that as homework? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I'm ready, if I'm ready to um, think about that too hard. Yeah, for, for sure. Uh, decisions, life decisions. Um, but yeah, I think. I think it's worth considering though. Yeah, for sure. I don't think sure. you should answer it now because. I mean, I've thought about it. I have yeah. somewhat of an idea in my brain. I don't know if I want to put it into the universe, but. Don't put it out there yet. Yeah. Keep it. Yeah, so. But share it when it's time. Yeah, for sure. Unless it's like the time and then we'll all know. <laughs> Surprise. Yep. Okay. Well, thanks for sitting down. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Sorry. Um, I know you want AC right now. No, we got ice cream, guys. I made a deal with Marcus. I'll do the interview if we got to that have Cold ice Stone, cream first. So she could come interview. Yeah. It's not on FPN plan, but it, it kind of is. It is. If that's what it takes to like get you stoked on life, yeah, have some is. Cold Stone. It is. Yeah. For sure. Perfect. Mindset. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Have fun. Thank you. We're done. That was easy. We need to go.